So good evening. We've been running a series of interviews and sessions on the impact of coronavirus, including topics such as social isolation and resilience. Today our topic is homeworking and I have with me Francis Seely and Hannah Dyson. Um, so just to start, perhaps you can just tell everybody a little bit about yourselves. Francis? Yeah, I, I'm Francis Seeley, and I sort of uh, set up the Enfield Voices site in Enfield in the Global Net Facebook site, meetup sites as well, to try and get people to engage across borders and talk about the big issues that affect us. I can say a lot more, but that'll do for now. Okay. And Hannah, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, hello, my name is Hannah Dyson and I've just started working from home. I worked at Anthony Nolan, which is a stem cell charity uh, for 12 years. And then um, I had my third child and uh, applied for a new job and I started a new job in the NHS um, after 12 years of Anthony Nolan. So um, it was just when the coronavirus um, was starting actually. So it's everything all new and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be talking a bit more about that. Yeah, so. a very interesting time to be plunged into it all. So <laughs> I think it sounds like Francis and Hannah have both had very different experiences of homeworking. So um, let's start with that. Francis, if you could tell us a bit about what your experience of homeworking has been. So, for example, do you currently work from home and what's been your experience over the years? Well, I, I was a BBC producer and I could work from home quite a lot then because um, I could take my videos home and look at them and work on my scripts. So I had a lot of experience from working from home. But when I left the BBC, I had to do everything. You know, I had to get my own equipment. I had to work out my own timetables. Um, I had to create my own schedules. So it was learning gradually. And from what you learn, you know, you can tell other people the pitfalls that you've been through. And you can go through quite a lot of pitfalls because it is a learning process, but it's fun to do. And if you do work from home and you do it properly, um, it can sort of liberate you and you can do a lot more work and also have a lot more time off. And Hannah, tell us a bit more about what you actually are able to do from home and how that's worked for you so far. Well, funnily enough, I'm able to do my entire job, really, uh, from home. And that was a surprise to me because I, uh, when I began my job in the first week, um, it was all in the hospital. I, I did lots of like um, uh, meetings, serious incident review panels. And then after a week, because of the coronavirus, I think we're going towards lockdown, uh, they gave me a laptop and they said, right, uh, we think, you know, you might um, be working from home and you, you might need a laptop. So I spent, first week I spent all the hours in the IT department getting that sorted. I had a really, I had the strong feeling that I would be working from home and I wouldn't know my job. So that was my worry. So I've been able to work from home with a laptop once I got all the IT sorted and I've got a landline as well. Um, without my landline, even though it's very old fashioned, to have a landline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many many people have got rid of their landline. But I, I used it to dial into meetings with doctors and the nurses, all the people that I need to speak to. Without that, I wouldn't be able to do my job. So it's the laptop, um, the landline, and having um, peace and quiet in the house as well. I have to make sure my children um, go to their childcare 
I had to have my, you know, my, co my concentration in the house, um, you know, a quiet house to, in order to concentrate. And that's it really. But I have a very small laptop. It's not like a big spaceship or anything. And I've seen other people with these huge contraptions, <laughs> very um, sort of big setup. Um, it's just my yeah. laptop. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that, about the equipment at home, because I think that's a lot of things people have been facing in these first few weeks. Certainly I had to work from home and although I had the work laptop, I didn't necessarily have the other facilities. I was sitting on a wooden kitchen chair for the first few weeks, which is not particularly <laughs> comfortable. Um, so what would so we've heard a bit about your equipment. Francis, what would you consider your essential equipment for home working to be? Well, I put down a lot of points you need to do, but equipment was one of them. The first thing, if you're going to work at home, is make sure you've got all the things you needed. Um, for me, it was obviously editing equipment and it was recording equipment and people won't always need that. But, you know, if you're going to work from home and you're going to have to communicate with others, make sure you've got your computer, make sure you've got a good internet connection. That's really important. If you're going to use a platform to communicate with people like this one, for example, Zoom, make sure it works, make sure that, you know, you don't sort of arrange a, a sort of important meeting that's the most important meeting of your life and it just goes away because you haven't checked your, you know, your, your Zoom platform or your FaceTime or whatever. Get all that done. And yes, and that, as Anna said, make sure you've got a phone there and that's important. <laughs> so the equipment is, is the first thing, but there are a number of other things that are equally important as well that maybe we can go into. And the other thing is, is, as Francis was talking about Zoom and things like that, you have to be really careful about confidentiality. So if you've got a job with uh, talking about clients or patient names and data, you have to be really careful. And I don't think Zoom is the correct platform for that. I think Microsoft um, Teams is better yeah. for that. Or Yeah, there are other platforms, but I think Zoom for confidentiality is apparently not the, the place for it. Yeah. Let's just talk about that because that seems like one of the challenges of working in home. It's something that is a bit different from being in the office. Normally, if you're in an environment where you've got all that sort of security stuff, that's obviously something that people have to be careful of when they first start working from home. What would you say are the other things um, that people have to watch out for? What are the potential pitfalls of working from home? Let, let, let me just mention two of them, and I've got a lot more, but two to begin with. The first thing is to realise you're working from home. You've got to treat your workspace as different. So the first thing is to really find some space that you can dedicate to, as your workspace. Yeah. It may be a corner in your room. It may be another bedroom which is spare if you've got it or maybe your bedroom which I started working in first of all so that you can mentally say this is my workspace and otherwise the rest of it is my play space my home space and so on and I think if you do that that is very important and I think it's also important to realize that maybe you should dress differently you should dress properly I mean some people think they're going to work from home they can get up after sleeping in they could get on their pajamas and they can slouch on their sofa and they don't get into the work mode very well I think you need to sort of realize you're working I remember you said to me Katie that when you started you didn't put makeup on yeah but then later on you started putting makeup on because it made you feel that this was work and I think it's really important the third thing, without going into all the others, is to develop a routine. The first thing I do when I 
I mean, I get up early in the morning um, and I've got a routine like having breakfast, going outside and doing exercises. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But then I come in and I make a list. I make a list of all the things I'm going to do in that day. And I think that's, that's important. You need to have a discipline and you have to have a routine. You have to have a space. You need to dress in a way that makes you somehow feel that you're different than you're just lounging around at home. If you create that mentality, create some mentality to work. Hannah, I suspect from the pitfalls might be a little bit different to you because you also have a young family at home. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I've got three children, but they leave the house pretty early in the morning because I couldn't uh, concentrate if I had my children um, here with me. But I, I agree with um, Francis about routine. I think that's um, you know very important. So in the morning, I get dressed and. I come down and I've actually decided to work in my breakfast room because it's the most lightest room that I have. It has the morning sunshine come through. I can look out into my garden. Um, I sometimes put Radio 2 on or BBC London, Classic FM, and I have the radio on as I'm making coffee. I log in. I find it takes me quite a while, like 10 minutes to log in anyway. So I sort of try and do that between sort of 8 and 8.30. I don't like to... If I, begin too late I feel like I've lost time <laughs> um, but then I've gained a lot of time from working from home as well because I used to have an hour hour and a half commute to Hampstead to get to the Royal Free so I'm all, all the time thinking wow I've got all this time back um, so I've actually I've got plants in the garden that I'm tending to in the morning to sort of um, give my day a bit of positivity, give, give myself a bit of fresh air. Um, in terms of routine as well, Francis will say write down a list. I have a diary and um, yeah, it's got stuff in there, but I have quite a big diary and I've got loads and loads of room to kind of write down everything I want to do. Um, I also go into the future as well. So if there's things in a few weeks that I want to remember, then I'll put that into you know the um in into the future's uh diary uh but I, I do believe in writing things down and making sure like especially on a friday if you want to remember something for the monday then write it down for monday and then you'll open it up having had a great weekend and then you'll be very efficient hopefully <laughs> can, I, I, can i also say that when you do your routine make sure you routine into your day's schedule breaks you know it, you, yeah. if you if you don't have occasional breaks then you will create them and stop working but if you have that discipline so you know i start working at about six o'clock in the morning and at about six forty-five, what, what what i used to do before coronavirus was on at eight o'clock i would go to my local weatherspoons 45 minutes read a book have two coffees and bring one home for one thirty-five, and um, and now I'm going to make my own. It's not as good. I've just bought myself a frother because I can't stand non-frothed coffee, um, so I had to do that working at home. I had to buy a frother, but um, but that, then you know. I, I, so what I do now is I go to a different room and have my coffee and pretend it's Weatherspoons, and so at, at, you know at, at about six at about seven forty-five. I have my reading, then I come back and I work, and then I have an early lunch, and then I have a break after that lunch and do more more reading. Now it's schedule and it is a routine. It's a routine, um, but you need to you need to sort of program into that breaks, or you will lose it. 
Actually, my question, Francis, because I was just about to ask you, tell us about a typical daily routine for you, but we've probably learned <laughs> about that now. Um, so one of the other things is obviously you talked about scheduling and routine. Do you think there's a danger often that people work beyond their normal hours? Because um, once you're at home, you've got access to it all the time. Obviously, when you leave the office, you leave your computer behind often. You can just come home, you've literally switched off. Do you think you often find yourself working beyond the normal hours or outside of normal times? Or is that also an advantage, perhaps, to working from home? Is that for me? Yes, yeah, so we'll start with Francis and move on all to right. that. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes I work outside my normal hours, but I try not to. I always try to finish definitely by nine o'clock, if not before. And I think you need to have wind down time. If you don't have wind down time, you won't work well the next day. So at nine o'clock, I would listen to music, I would watch a drama, um, and I would, um, you know, just not do any work at that time so I feel good in the morning and it's very important I think and I'm very bad at this is not to look at your emails before you go to bed because if you get a really bad one with a real problem you won't get any sleep so it's really important to say I'm not going to look at them at nine o'clock or eight o'clock from then on I'll leave it till the morning because in the morning your mind's fresh and what was a problem at the night before doesn't become a problem in the morning you can deal with it easier so have some wind down time. Yeah, work in the evening if you must, but try and not do it too much and try and have that wind down time so you're fresh the next day. Yeah, I think that's excellent advice. So Hannah, how about for you? Yeah, I've actually made that mistake in my previous job. I checked my work email um, the night, quite late at night, <laughs> um, one, one evening and I checked it and I just couldn't sleep and uh, felt really bad the next day but that's yeah that's a mistake but um since I've been working from home I the same as Francis uh, have to have a routine um and breaks uh so the first week because I was getting used to it I found it very quiet and I think I just literally sat and worked but after the first week I thought I'm not really getting up and making myself drinks. I'm not going to the garden. I'm not going out to the shops. I'm not sort of walking around like I would do in the office because where I worked at Anthony Nolan, we'd have um, water coolers and people would make a lot of tea and coffee. There was a big tea and coffee culture. You'd always get up and you'd go to the water cooler and go to the tea and coffee. Uh, I don't think there's that culture in the NHS and certainly not when you're working from home. So now I've got into more of a routine because it's been nearly coming up to a couple of months now um every 20 minutes I try and get up and make a, a cup of tea or coffee I actually get up and water my plants as well I go into the garden <laughs> go and water the plants I went to springtime well I phoned springtime nursery for them to deliver a socially distanced <laughs> plant and that's makes me get up get out in the sunshine for five ten minutes and then come back and I find I can concentrate a lot better so I have like my day in segments of little breaks and then lunchtime I have half an hour because that's the usual time for NHS staff to have is half an hour. Um, and obviously you base it on, I tend to have quite very long two hour conference calls as well. So like Tuesdays for me is a long conference call. So I'll have my lunch at sort of quarter past one, begin again at quarter to two. Um, yeah, yeah so breaks breaks as well yeah definitely yeah. I think the thing is it's really great that we have all this technology but it means we're more in demand than ever people can reach us in lots of different ways and 
there's a question I have for Francis. How has that changed over the years? Because you've been doing this for a long time. Do people still use, just call you up on the landline or, um, or, or is it just that the medium has changed where you still as bothered as, as now? Uh, or do you find you have more demands on your time because everyone can access you so easily? Uh, well, when I was, when I was, I mean, what I do now, work from home on, on Global Let and, and Enfield Voices and so on and, and meet up and all the things I do, I'm doing, it's work, it's full-time work, but I don't get paid for that, it's my vocation, my hobby. When I work from home and I work for money um, in my production company, yeah, I mean, things did change over that time. Um, and I got more calls then and I made more calls um, because I was not only trying to work from home, I was trying to earn money and get people to pay me to do things. Um, and, and so you, 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 you use what technology you've got. So it was a phone. Now, over the years, um, now people don't use landlines. Hannah showed she's got a landline. And so I do too. I've got two. Oh, right? <laughs> I've got two. I've got two right here. And I'm not posting. I've got two. And a mobile. But you, yeah, you, you've got those. But then as time goes by, you learn that the new technologies come along and there are uh, places where you can engage with people. And you need to learn those. One of the big problems, I think, is keeping up with the technology when you work from home. If you work for a big organization, you've got an IT department and so on that will do all that. So you really need to talk to friends who are using it and they say to you, uh, you don't need to use Microsoft Teams if you don't want to and you don't have to pay all that money. You can use this free or that free. And so you really need to, um, you know, uh, look at what the new technology is and try to keep up as much as you can. And you won't always keep up. So now most of my discussions are not by telephone. They're, you know, talking by text, by messenger. They're doing Zoom conferences or, or Zoom chats. Um, and I like that. I quite like having, you know, a person to see at the other end. It's, it's quite good. When I was younger, that was my fantasy to have a phone where you could see a person. And I, that was science fiction then. But boy, we could do it. And here we are. Well, do you think people were more selective when they only had one way of reaching you by phone, for example? Do you think people chose more carefully about when they chose to pick up the phone? Whereas, I mean, I find, for example, we have access to Microsoft Teams, but because it's so easy, people will just quickly dial to say something. They perhaps you get more interruptions. Perhaps people. Well, 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 not me. I just could never not pick up the phone when it rang. I had that weakness, whoever it yeah. was, I had to pick it up. Um, but some people are more selective, and they are now, by the way. I yeah. mean, they, they don't pick up as much as they used to, either yeah. on their mobile or their phone. They're very, very selective, and they want to know who's there. There's probably something yeah. to be said about setting boundaries to a certain extent, though, because I think if you pick up every single call, every single email, you actually find you don't have a concerted period to actually work on a particular thing because you get so many other interruptions. I know I'm very guilty of that when it comes to checking emails. I see something come into my inbox and I stop what I was doing to read the other email. And I think it's very important to try and keep those boundaries in place and put things to one side and some yeah. of the time. Um, so talking a bit about organisations, so Francis, do you working for yourself when you were working from home previously? Was it your company or were you working under another company when working from home? Oh no, I, I was working for myself. I set up a company called Netcom Productions, which still exists. Um, and so I had to, you know, in my case, and, and some people will be like this now, some people will be working from at home, their jobs will go and they'll have to become self-employed. Yeah. And so I had to do that. So, you know, I, my, my, 
you know, what I had to do was not just learn all those things. I had to learn how to make contacts, where I could go to get work, how I could make, um, you know, uh, money. So what I would do is I would make a list of all the people I could contact and I would contact them. And if I got three or four no's, I'd put another three or four on my list of contacts I was going to get. And as a result of that, I, you know, I, I was never, ever out of work. Um, I did okay in that sense. But you, you need to organize that as well. If yeah. you're working from home and you're self-employed, you really need to look at all the contacts you can make and never do what some people do. And that is they go for the really big contract in the bother about anything else the big contract falls through it doesn't happen and they've got nothing there in reserve you need to really plan take the small ones and the big ones as well um, so it's a lot of planning and and it, it takes a sort of mentality to do that which you can get into it it, it is partly skill but it's also partly something that you can learn as well as it being intuitive but it is important to do that yeah, so setting it all up yourself obviously has its own challenges, but I know a lot of people face issues with perhaps lack of support from their organisation, or some organisations are very good about allowing people to work from home. Hannah, how would you say your organisation felt about working from home before it became essential? And, and is there a difference now, do you think? Yeah, I definitely think... Uh, I don't know about the NHS because it's got so many different jobs um, in the NHS, but in different jobs in general I definitely think people find it difficult subject to uh, bring up say it's yeah. a job interview I know that when I went to my current job interview I sort of uh, thought about it before when to bring that up and I joined a lot of, uh, sort of Facebook groups um, and sort of read about what other people had done and I thought about it and I thought okay I'll, I'll bring it up towards the end maybe of the interview which I did actually and I said um, is there any flexibility and we sort of discussed it and they and I thought okay so I, I could see that they're open to it but I think at the time I thought I'll bring it up even later so I'll start the job and then I'll sort of get to know what I'm doing and then I, I might um, when my second child goes to school I, I might say oh could I have like uh, could I work locally because in my role actually I could work in three different hospitals so it sort of provided me with flexibility anyway, but I can work more locally, I can um, have more flexibility. But I think, I think people, maybe, I don't know if it's like that in other countries, but I think people in general, um, some people, it's a bit of a, a difficulty in bringing it up. And I think in the workplace, there's a, a definite idea of presenteeism, um, if, if you are in the office, that means that you're working hard doing things. Um, so I think, I, I hope that in the um, after the coronavirus has kind of settled down a bit, I would like to think that sort of culturally in the UK, we can maybe think about more flexibility for people. So that means for everyone really, in my eyes, people who are parents, people who aren't parents, people who yeah. are carers, you might be caring for your mom or your dad, or maybe you've got uh, a medical issue, which means it's uh, difficult for you to kind of work full time in an office. Uh, you might have a lot of medical appointments um, and people with disabilities as well. It would open it up for people with disabilities who can't yeah. always get on the train every day. Yeah. I think that's quite, um, it's, it's almost like a discrimination 
uh, or taboo subject that people with disabilities can't always access the workplace if there's stairs and there's not um, a lift. So I think now we're all sort of forced to work from home. I hope that in the future, people, more people will be able to actually access the workplace and then people won't be forgotten almost. Yeah, I, don't know. I, think, it's really, I think it's very interesting actually, because I think that was a lot of companies did have various excuses by why it just wasn't possible for people to work from home. And almost this situation has forced them to consider that and in some yeah. instances implement the technology very quickly. For example, my firm, although it was in the pipeline, um, the um, rollout of Microsoft Teams was rolled out much quicker than anticipated, which was great because it was rolled out within three days, which is fantastic. And I think my firm's done really well in that respect. But I know yeah. for a lot of other firms, it's been a bit more of a painful process, but a lot of them have got to a level where people can work from home now. So, um, Francis, do you think it will change the culture of people working from home going forward? Do you think um, coronavirus is going to see a change in culture in general? Yeah, I, th I think it's going to change everything and, and, and working patterns is going to change. I mean, I know of some companies who are now saying, we, we, you know, we can work from home at works. We're giving up our offices because it'll be cheaper. We're yeah. going to have all our people working from home. So working from home is going to be much bigger than it is now. And it was growing. And there are going to be lots of things that will change. So, you know, people are going to have to learn how to work from home individually and how to work from home in teams. Um, and I think that is now beginning, but it is it is a new future. And I, I sort of welcome that because it saves the carbon footprint, it means you, you have more time. And all the research I've seen shows that when people work from home, they're more productive than when they work in the office. You know, when they're in the office, a lot of people, and I know I've been there in the BBC, come in at 9.30, go and have coffee, don't start until 10 o'clock, go and have an early lunch and, you know, that is that is, they, they take work as sociability and understand that but when you work from home you are i think the research i saw and i can't remember exactly but people are like 30 percent more productive yeah because i think there's a lot less chat uh, when you're working from home i think in different offices even though people are very hard working they're very focused i think people maybe even stay longer because they don't get their work done because they're busy chatting having a nice Everybody gets a wow, that's brilliant, but I do think there's a lot of office chatter and water cooler moments and tea and coffee making. Um, so that's probably why one of the reasons why it's more productive if you're working from home. Okay, do we think this is also a disadvantage of working from home though? Maybe losing that sociability though, do you think, um, sort of that goes back to the other talk we had about social isolation last week, um, do you think for some people though working from home is sort of going to be more difficult because they actually enjoy the social aspect of going to work. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people will. But, you know, when I used to work in the BBC, I used to really not have my social life in the BBC. I had it outside and all the other things I were doing. And I think people have to learn to do that. They need to get their social life together that's not just centred around their work. That was very difficult for a lot of people in the BBC because they lived it. You know, they breathed it. Um, but, you know, you need to have a, a sort of what Dennis Healy once called a hinterland that you have outside of that. Mm. So I think if you work from home, um, some people enjoy social isolation. They like, you know, I don't mind it. It's not a problem for me. But some people 
must have people around them. So they need to build up their social networks. So they should get involved in things that are local, get involved in groups, get to know people, go out for coffee. Um, because if they don't have that for some people, it will be, it will lead to mental health problems and depression. Yeah. I, I found because I'm new in my role and I was only there a week and then I had the laptop and then all of a sudden I was working from home. I found that quite a challenge because um, although I knew I'd got on well with my colleagues, obviously, um, I couldn't see their face and I couldn't see their social cues and their expressions. So we'd be on the conference call on the landline and there'd just be these voices and I would, if there was a pause, I would say, hello. Um, if, if, it was, if I was on the phone to my manager, my boss, and she was pausing, I was, I was think, is that because she's happy, sad, neutral? Oh, no, actually, it was because um, her, her landline cut out or her phone cut out or there was probably yeah. the headset and her husband was there something. Um, I'm, I'm very much a person. I, I really love people. So for me, not seeing people's faces and their uh, expressions, I had to get used to that. And just kind of adapt, I think, um, and, and get to know people in a different way. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, think for, I think for some people it can be quite difficult. I mean, I think we're all quite lucky in that we work from home and we all have reasonably nice rooms to work in. But I do know of colleagues who are in a house share, for example, and actually they have no choice but to actually have their office in their bedroom. Um, and they really have no other external space. And I think these times particularly um, challenging for them. And I think, um, I think when we think about that, um, I think we probably, there's still that degree of having to build that separation that Francis was talking about, but I think it's a more challenging thing for them to be able to do that. Um, I don't know, Francis, is there anything you could suggest for people who are in that position? Um, well, if, they, if they're finding it difficult. Well, I mean, if, if, in terms of separating um, work and home, and oh. they may not have a separate room, I think that's yeah, yeah it's a challenge yeah if, if yeah I, I i think that that probably is and i think you know if they have children it's a real problem but if they're a school that helps but they need to i mean and if their partner is working out then they've got the space for themselves but if they're there together you've got to come some to some sort of agreement and arrangement between you um <clears throat> as to how you use your space and it it, it shouldn't be too difficult to do that um, if you, you know, are, are on your own for part of the time or just with someone else for part of the time. The problem is, is if you have a partner who thinks that you're working from home means that they can, you know, sort of impose on your time all the time. And there are people like that who say, you're working from home now, let's go out, you know, let's do this. You've got to be pretty firm with them that you are working. Yeah, I have to do that. I had to do that today, actually, because I have Tuesdays as my very long conference call, and it's very important. I said to my husband, because he's now working from home, I said, please don't get tea and coffee in the kitchen between half past 11 and quarter past one. And he's, he nodded, but he still came and got tea and coffee, but it was okay. He's not allowed, person. Yeah, I, I suppose the thing is really, it sounds like a lot of the tips here are around sort of creating boundaries and creating routines. Um, and as we are drawing to the end of the interview now, perhaps um, both of you could just leave people with your top tip for working from home. Um, so Hannah, you first. Uh, one say kind of set yourself up in a really a nice room, the nicest bit of your house. Um, maybe have like a, a lovely tablecloth, something very 
something very um, enjoyable, the brightest room in the house. And so you kind of look forward to beginning work because you're not getting on the train or the bus to come to work. You, I mean, um, and, and also separating it, as Sparks said before, not having working from home in your pyjamas in bed and watching this morning. Come down or wherever to a nice room with a French tablecloth, some flowers around you, um, lovely coffee, uh, beautiful bits of coffee, maybe somewhere we could look outside and try and take one day at a time and not think too far ahead and don't worry, just enjoy working from home and think of the positives. Francis, what about you? What's your top tip for people? Well, I, well, some of my top tips I've said in terms of routine and space and so on, but one thing I didn't say, and I think it's really important, is your body is as important as your mind when you're working. You need to be healthy and fit. And so I, I, I'm sometimes very bad at it at the moment that I'm socially isolated, I've got very good at it, and that's taking exercise. I go out at six o'clock in the morning in the garden and exercise. I run up and down and I do stretches and hope that the neighbours aren't looking out the window because I get embarrassed. Um, but luckily they're sleeping in. Um, but, what, you know, you need to have time to keep fit because if you're not fit, you won't be mentally alert. So on top of everything else, routine space, everything else, make sure you have time to exercise and keep your body fit as well. Okay, um, so they've all been really interesting points. Hopefully lots of people have taken some useful uh, tips on homework away from that. Uh, thank you very much to Hannah and Francis for joining us. Mm -hmm.